Hi guys, happy Sunday and welcome back to Brunch with Desby. Today we will be reviewing not clothes, not skincare, not anything except for should you have two kids? Should should you have kids? Should you honestly just have kids? Period. That's what we're going to talk about today. I am so excited to be back though, guys. I I know I recorded my little like small intro last week um, for the episode, which if you have not listened to last week's episode, please go do so. Danny Morin was such an enjoyment to have on the podcast. Her story of losing her son and becoming a child care advocate is so empowering. And even if you have never had kids, watched kids, been affiliated with children, want children of your own, anything, just going through such a tragic loss and seeing how she bounced back from it and also choosing to be a single mother by choice um, is just so inspiring. So please go back, listen to last week's episode if you haven't. If you have an extra second, highly recommend it and send it to someone who you think could use it. But with that, I only recorded the intro and I'll be honest, you know, I was a little, I, I, it was, it was nice to sit down and talk to you guys, but I was still a little like off my shit. I've been really, really struggling the past probably month, like the past four to five weeks probably have been the toughest. Um, I think that's because I've really entered into this three months postpartum. By the time you're listening to this, I'm four, but ever since three months postpartum, you kind of get another resurgence of hormones. And ever since I saw that happen, you know, I started losing hair. I had a massive breakout. I then led to a massive breakdown. So even with last week's little mini intro, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm still like not ready to come back. Even stepping into the office to record this today, I was like, man, am I, am I excited to do my podcast right now? Like, I don't know how I feel. Now that I'm sitting down and I'm chatting with you guys, I am excited, but I'm just being vulnerable that Yes, a podcast is, it's just a podcast. You sit down and you talk. Yes, it is. But I'm always, I'm talking to myself, number one. And number two, sometimes I get terrible imposter syndrome of like, who wants to even listen to me anymore? Who even cares? I'm so boring. I do the same thing every day. I'm just a mom. And I think that now that this has happened and I've really, you know, leaned into this idea of like, wow, like my life really has changed. The more I really just want to embrace it, you know, uh, yeah, I am a fucking mom. Sorry if that is my content, you know, anymore, like, but this is just what it is. You know, this is what it is. And, um, so I'm like, no wonder why most moms, when they become moms, lean into this like mom vlogger esque ideas, because like, that is what your life is. That's all you do like your identity truly shifts. So as much as I want to maintain my identity of myself, you know, I'm fit. I love fitness. I love health. I also do really want to continue to just be proud and, and being a mom and that's okay. You know, my life's going to continue to unfold and, and unravel. So, um, we're definitely going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about an honest review. You know, I've been at this for four months now. Maddox just turned two this past week. As of yesterday, Archie is four months old. I've been at this for four months now. Um, you know, I've been pregnant, like knowing I was going to have 202 as of almost a year ago now. And how's it going? Do I recommend 
what's hard? Let's be honest. I, I think a lot of times, yes, we paint this beautiful idea of motherhood. And I think that we're in this part of life in, in our generation that some people are choosing to not have kids more often than they used to, right? I feel like it used to be a household thing. Like, yeah, you're going to have kids, right? When are you going to do it? And they're like, oh, like probably this year. You know, it's like, now it's like, we don't ask, are you going to have kids? Because some people don't. And I think we've also just become more aware that some people can't or they're struggling or there's something going on deeper. And so it, it's really been cool to see that evolution though, right? Of like when I grew up, you know, my mom, I would see her have conversations with um, friends or coworkers and it was always, oh, are you, are you guys trying? You know, and that was a normal question. That doesn't mean that they were wrong back then. It was just normal. And so it's really cool to see again, the evolution and honor that, um, with that. So I want to just kind of talk about that. How am I feeling? How's it going? Honestly, like honest to God, what I would maybe do differently if I could, obviously I'm always grateful for where I'm at. You are where you're meant to be for a reason. So I'm embracing that, but could I offer advice or outlook? And that's what I'm here to do. So a few things though, to kind of, um, chat about first, number one, I am going to pop my witch's brew. I got to open up my energy drink. Here we go. Oh my God. Did you hear that? Come on. Now that is ASMR I could get behind. Multiple can openings. I don't know. I really love that sound. I'm kind of horny for that sound. Remember how we talked about that last week? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ooh, it's so sweet, but so tart. Mm. You guys will have to let me know who got their hands on Witch's Brew this year. That bitch sold out fast. Sold out very fast. Um, so I did uh, pop that. Obviously, a uh, few other really exciting things I want to tell you first is that next Sunday, the 18th, we have the DBFT Fit Guide 1.0. 1.0, the one that I launched back in 2017. We are revamped and updated on the app we are launching next week. And it's going to be a permanent app plan, but next week only it will be available for $55. This is an eight week program, eight weeks, not six, eight weeks. You have a workout split from week one to four, and then from week five to eight, it's a five day a week program. Um, I revamped it. I remodeled it, especially for at home modifications, pregnancy, postpartum, all things considered. I did it all. And I did that because even when it was kind of cute when I was looking back at the workouts that I wrote, it was, it, it's amazing how young I was in my experience and my expertise um, and in my journey myself. So a lot of the programming that I used to do was just like a different level. It's not that it was wrong. It's just, it was a different level and a different outlook and different uh, education that I had. And so I did revamp it. You know, some of the things aren't exactly the same, but it's the same most of it is really close to the same, just kind of revamped, remodeled, different sets, different reps, different exercise cues, all, thing com all things combined. So I think you guys will love it. If you are someone coming from six weeks to strength, looking for something going on, and you already have bride guide, you already have timeless. Now we have a brand new program that you can get on. And if you are a challenger, currently six weeks of strength, or you're my Patreon, you will get an extra $10 off. So you will actually get it for $45. Um, and again, yours to keep. We have a full app upgrade coming within the year. It is, guys, it is, I am so proud of it. When I started this app, I knew it wasn't gonna be exactly what I wanted right away because it costs a lot of money. 
but I've finally been able to invest that into the app and update it. And it is, I'm going to faint when it goes live. I am so proud of it. It is going to give you a different experience you could ever imagine. And it is fucking badass. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so that is coming up next week. This week we have new story launching and new Paragon. So we got story spotted, super fucking cute. Then we have Paragon Muse, which I'm excited for the Muse because I've been telling y'all for weeks, months, fucking years that I miss the Paragon native collection so much. This was like their first seamless collection back in 2017. I think it launched might've been 2018. However, no matter what it was epic and I loved it so much. We need to bring it back. So they did bring back a different style of seamless. I still love it. It's not the native, but at least we have a seamless coming back. So really obsessed with it. I will say there is a high neck cross back bra. And I will make sure to say this on my Instagram, but if you're listening here, it's not my favorite fit because I do not like things that are high neck on me that show my shoulders, but then like have minimal support in the boob area because it kind of makes me look like a triangle and it's not very flattering on me. I also noticed because my chest is so heavy, the, the straps are very thin and it weighs down into my traps and it's not very comfortable. Super cute for like a quick errand. I'm running an errand. I want to match my set cute, but I prefer the other type of like square high neck bra, um, crop that they have. Okay. So that's just like a note to self. If you are bigger chested, definitely don't get the strappy back. It's cute, but don't expect for it to be super comfortable, I guess is what I want to say. So that is releasing on the 15th story releases on the 14th. And the one thing I'll say about story is if you want the new challenge short, it is a two and a half online short. You want to size up at least one. If you wear a six in leggings, buy an eight. If you wear a four in leggings, buy a six. My personal opinion. Um, other than that though, code does be for both free shipping on story and 11% off on Paragon. Um, the last really exciting new thing that came out was Tula has a brand new banana pudding cleanser and exfoliator for your body. I'm so excited about this one. When I got my package, I got it lakes. It went to my mom's house. It came with banana pudding cookies. And I was like, first off, fuck off. And second off, I smelled this scrub dude, it smells literally like banana pudding. It's fucking weird. They did a collaboration with Magnolia Bakery. Super fun, like fun. I don't know. That's just like, I've never really seen a skincare company combined with like the food industry. And I really loved their little play that they did. So it's super cute, super nice, um, a nice cleanser and exfoliator for in the shower. Um, this is not something you want to wash anything down south with. Okay. This is not meant for your vagina, your vulva, nothing in between there. Okay. This is purely maybe for like your arms. If you want to rub it on your legs, maybe your feet, your hands, your back, you know, whatever your chest, that's great. But this is not meant for like a full ass body wash. Okay. This is kind of like a nice exfoliating wash. Um, for me, I would personally just use on like my limbs only cause I feel like that's where I get the most exposure. Right. So love it. Super good. 15% off does be as always, bitch, you know, the vibes. Okay. Some really cool things though, that I have coming up. Number one, I'm going camping, glamping. Okay. Wyatt and I, one of our goals in life is to get a camper for the boys. I grew up camping because we were poor and we could not afford to go anywhere. And so we would always rent 
out little camper spots in a tent. At this time, my grandma and grandpa, they had a little camper, nothing extravagant. I mean, to me, at like six years old, it looked huge, nothing extravagant though, but they would always bring their camper and then we would be like next to them in a tent. So we could like have somewhere to go inside, but we would also sleep in a tent. So Wyatt and I really want to do that experience for the kids just because traveling is so hard with two kids. Like it just is, you can do it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, it's, it's expensive. You have to buy them airplane tickets. If you want to take them to Disney, you got to buy them separate Disney like tickets. You know, it's fucking expensive. So I think camping is a fun way to get out, see scenery, be outside, visit different places, get in the dirt, go to parks, go to a playground and just have that fun, like childhood feel. So with that being said, we rented an RV. We went on this website. You like rent an RV. I guess it's, it's not an RV. Sorry. We're not driving it. It's a toy hauler. I'm learning all these phrases. So we rented a toy hauler for Halloween and we're going to be going down to a cute little, one of the Yogi bear, um, parks campgrounds. And they have like trick or treating all this stuff. Um, this is like the same vibe of when I announced I was pregnant last year. And so I'm really excited to kind of relive it with the kids. We have this nice toy hauler cause it was like cheap cause it's not ours. And so we'll have a ton of room and it'll just be fun to kind of see, okay, do the kids like it? How did they go to sleep? Obviously you can't always base it off of one experience, but just a nice little like intro of like, is this for us? Um, so I'm really excited. My, my mom's going to go and take their camper and we'll meet them out there. We have camp spots right next to each other. It's just going to be like really cute. It's going to be a blast. So we're doing that. And, um, I'm very embarrassed, but I bought my first Stanley cup. Yeah, no, not, not hockey, not hockey. I didn't touch the Stanley cup. I bought one. Okay. Stanley was literally created, I think in the like fucking 1800s, not really probably 1900s, but regardless, this brand has been around. Okay. But for some reason in the past couple months, it's just popped off. All the girls are getting Stanley cups. I'm usually one to stand pretty firm in, you know, I'm not going to buy into that, but I did. And I'm 100% not regretting it. I can see where it's a little frustrating because there's not really like a top on it where like it's leak proof. So if the kids come over, smack it over, I'm done for the water is coming out. Right. But I like the idea. I like the cup. It fits in a cup holder. It has like a cute little like mug handle on it and it has a straw. And so I can see the hype behind it. I can see why you want more colors. I can see why it's like cutesy. It's very sorority. Even I was walking today and why it actually told me literally verbatim, you look like you're in a sorority right now. Cause I got my hair done last week. I'm, I'm like looking kind of cute, you know? And so I did buy one. I recommend I don't have a code, so don't ask, but that would be sick. But I got this from Danny Austin. She had like a special pre-order link girl, girl. She made so much fucking money that day. Like it's fucking insane thinking of how much cash went into her pocket that day with that collaboration. Go the fuck off. Um, so I did buy one. Do not regret it one bit. With that being said though, the hydro jug shaker, the shaker, is kind of a close runner up without the handle. If you get the stainless shaker, which you guys are in luck, those do come back in stock on the 20th. On the 20th, write that fucking down or else you will miss it. And I promise you, you will. Um, 
So yeah, that's, that's kind of my exciting thing. Um, besides getting my hair done, I'm kind of being a new bitch. I'm not going to lie. I got my, got my sleeve done, finished my fucking arm sleeve. That shit hurted, but I made it through it. Then I came back, got my hair done, then went and got my Botox redone. And now I'm just, I'm vibing out. I'm finishing up six weeks of strength. I feel good. I haven't taken my measurements yet. My weight my weight's kind of been consistent the past few weeks. Um, but, but like my measurements are definitely changing. Like I'm lifting fucking heavy. I'm so proud of myself to be honest. Like I don't even think I was doing what I'm doing now when I was postpartum with Maddox. I will say though, I wasn't in the gym with Maddox because I was pretty conservative with like RSV season, COVID, all that when he was a preemie. So regardless, different journeys, but I'm very proud of myself. So, um, if you guys are kind of in the same boat postpartum or you need a little bit of help, feel free to email me. I, I offer free advice, free advice, free counseling. Not really, but if you guys need anything, as always, please message me. Like I will do whatever I can to try to help. Um, skincare corner for the week is definitely going to be that Tula body scrub. Okay. Do not neglect getting that dead skin off of your fucking body. If you're someone also we're heading into winter season, we're heading into winter season. Okay. If you're looking for self tanner, here's the little additional skincare corner. Loving tan is my shit. I love their deluxe two hour express. Okay. I always, always error on the dark side only because I can easily get in the shower and rinse it off and it will be the perfect color for me. Now, if you're like super, super fair skin, don't get dark. Okay. You, you know yourself, you know yourself, baby, but I will say overall love, love, loving tan. With that being said though, since it does soak into the skin and you want to get it off, you want to make sure you're getting your skin refreshed so that you're not getting ingrown hairs or body acne. This is exactly why something like the cleanser and exfoliator from Tula would be good for you. Okay. You want to make sure you're getting all of that tan off. You want to make sure you're scrubbing the skin, not over exfoliating though. You can still damage that skin barrier, even on the rest of your body, not just your face. All right. So that's my skincare corner for the week. I will link the self tanner in the show notes, description box, link in bio so that you guys can check that out. I've been using the self tanner since I, I think I, since I lived in Florida, um, because I finally was like, Ooh, I shouldn't be sitting outside like this without sunscreen, Florida bro, I barely use sunscreen. That was like before my education on why sunscreen was so important. And all I wanted to be was tan. Sometimes I will look back at my videos from when I lived there and I'm like, holy fuck. I was so fucking tan. Or should I say I was so sun damaged? (laughs) Like, let's be fucking honest. Um, so that's my recommendation there. Other recommendations. Number one, red table talk, go listen to their latest red table talk. Jada Pickett Smith, Willow Smith, and then their nanny, they sat down with Jeanette McCurdy and talked about her new book. I'm glad my mom died. I immediately went and bought that book. She got a sale from me. I got it on my Kindle. I haven't read it yet, um, but I'm really excited to dive into it. I think it's really, I think it's really cool when celebrities open up about troubles that they face in their life that you would never know they did during their peak of like fame. So her story has just been really captivating me lately and just like a what the fuck you would never know like I grew up I stan I Carly my sister I think looks so similar to Miranda Cosgrove and so we always watched it because we thought it was funny and um I also just loved it in general 
And then she went on to do Sam and Cat. Again, love that. I kind of started to grow out of like those type of shows at that time. But her story has just really struck a chord with me and, and um, it's just been really amazing to listen to. So that's my recommendation. Go listen to that. It's on Facebook. Facebook Watch. I've never fucking watched anything on there except for this. So that is number one. Number two, I Survived a Crime. Really fun 19 minute episodes. If you're someone who likes a little bit of crime, they're nothing that's going to like freak you out. And I think that's why I like them. It gives me my true crime rush without giving me intrusive thoughts. Love that for me. The other last thing I would say is the devil, the devil in Ohio. I've watched part of the first episode and I'm very excited about it. So that's another recommendation. The last thing I will say is September 14th. Mark your fucking calendars. Blessed be the fruit. Handmaid's Tale is back. I am pretty fucking anxious about it, to be honest. I'm, I'm going to start rewatching season three this week because I need to kind of refresh on like what happened. Although like, let's be honest, we never forget what happens. It's just an excuse to rewatch the show, but love the show. It is a little bit, I hate overusing the word triggering. because I feel like we just use the word trigger for everything. And it's like kind of annoying to me, but it's a little bit, it makes you a little uncomfortable because of what's happening in the world right now with women's rights and just kind of like seeing the way that the, the show mimics a future world. And you're like, it, so it kind of makes you feel like, oh my God, you can get a little bit anxiety watching it. Cause you're like, holy shit, are we going to live? Are we going to live this life? Are we going to live? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just be wary of that. All right. It's just a show. And that's why I try to remind myself. It's just a show. Um, so yeah, that's, those are my recommendations, um, for this week. I really enjoyed watching. I survived a crime. It was like a cutesy little, like <laughs> petty crime. That's exactly what it is. They're petty crimes, but they're still kind of fucked up. They're still kind of fucked up. Um, so yeah, lastly, um, for my ladies out there, I just hope that you are staying safe, um, with the passing last week of runner Eliza as well as plenty of other women who have been victims of crime and rape and murder and kidnapping and all things combined. I hope that you're finding some peace. I know it can really disturb your inner self when we hear of these crimes who happen to just normal women, you know, we're like, she was, she's just like me. And I think that's where it strikes a chord a little bit more. You know, I like to run. You know, I like to run outside. I like to walk outside. I like to walk outside with the kids. I used to walk outside by myself, headphones in, you know, and it just kind of makes you rethink what you do, where you do it and how you do it. And it's really sad that we have to live in a world like that. So I hope that you guys are just finding some peace and protection um, and continuing to educate yourself on how you can better protect yourself um, and just trying not to let that ruin your excitement and your zest for life. You know what I mean? So I love you guys. Let's get into this episode. Um, and thanks as always for taking me back into your loving arms. Um, I feel like I was on a roll and I almost lost momentum here from taking a few weeks off of recording, but I really, really, really needed it. I really, I really fucking needed it. Um, so if you guys could today share my podcast with a friend, post it on your story, tag me in it. Let me repost you today on brunch with Desby. Um, I would really appreciate it. Just kind of get me back into the groove. So let's chat.
Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners, Better Help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program, and within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there, and they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link betterhelp.com slash DESB and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. Oh, fuck. Mm. Mm, fuck, dude. Witch's brew is um it's so tart. It's so fucking tart. Like I've only had two since I got my package. And um it is it's it's one of those flavors, again, you only get it once a year, right? So when it hits your lips, you're just like, fuck. Damn, God damn, that's tart. God damn, I'm not used to that. Because I'm usually one who's drinking blue slush or cherry slush. That's kind of my shit. So let's take a second. I have my water in front of me. I haven't I haven't drank water in a few minutes, uh, maybe like an hour, to be honest. So let's go ahead and start this off with a quick chug break. I'm always reminding you guys to stay hydrated. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh man, two under two. Am I still allowed to say that? Because Maddox is technically just now two. You know what I mean? So when I say two under two, he's technically like two. Does that count? Am I allowed to say that now? Do I have to say two under three? Like, I don't know. Because he is, you have to, please, someone advise. Someone advise. Thank you so much. So two under two though, let's talk about like in general, since bringing Archie home, how has that been for me? You know, I'm going to call myself out. I'm going to call out my pro- problematic behavior. I'm going to cancel my old self because I came to you guys the first few weeks of postpartum and was like, you know what? This is easier than I thought. And I wasn't entirely wrong, but I think I, I kind of forgot the newborn stage and how easy the newborn stage is. Yeah. When I, when I see my fellow peers in tears over the newborn stage, I'm like, damn, you know, I've been there. I've been there with the first, you know, I've been there with Maddox. I'm like, 
you just don't realize how fucking easy it is. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I feel like some of you moms out there are nodding your head like, dude, fuck yeah. The newborn stage is so fucking easy. Besides the sleepless nights, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of sleeplessness, but really that's the, that's the hardest thing. You know, you put the baby to your tit, you put a bottle in the mouth, you go about your day. They lay back down. They don't require much. All of a sudden they start getting a little bit more attentive and you feel like you got to play with them. And then you're like, fuck, but I got to do this work, you know, or whatever it might be. So it is, it's a little bit difficult when we, when we get into that point when we're like, oh shit. Yeah. This is when it starts to get hard. So when I came to you guys earlier and I was like, yeah, you know, it's going really good. I feel great. I did. I'm not lying. I did, but I think I was a little bit naive and here's why. When I had Maddox and he was obviously eight weeks early, eight fucking weeks, I've really normalized that in my head. And now that I really understand what eight weeks does and I've had Archie, it blows my mind because Maddox was a newborn for virtually almost seven months. And what I mean by that is he was so delayed, but I didn't really understand that. You know, I didn't really think he was delayed because I was like, oh, you know, he's doing this now. Cool. I had no one to compare him to. So with him being delayed, I got that newborn stage for so long. Archie is now doing so much shit. This little fucker already rolled over and like right when he turned three months almost, he's rolling over, he's holding his head up, he's playing with his feet. He's grabbing for toys. He's, you know, all these things. And I'm like, holy shit. This happened fast. So when Maddox kind of laid around, for lack of better terms, for, you know, seven months, Archie's already got me, you know, running rampant. So it's been a little bit of a different experience with the second since my first was so prolonged. Like he was a baby for so long. Does that make sense? So it's been a little bit difficult to navigate this new journey because here I have a fucking toddler, Maddox. He will literally jump off of fucking anything. He likes to walk up and down our fucking huge ass stairs by himself with just hanging onto the wall or the railing, which, you know, good for him, but he thinks he's bigger than he is. And I think that's a boy problem. Okay. He has big man syndrome and Archie is, you know, maybe laying in the ground. Maddox will damn near crush him on accidentally, you know, but fall over on him, stuff like that. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so difficult. Um, because it's not just like, you're not just watching one. You have to watch one because the other could then get hurt. You know, it's, it's a crazy back and forth thing. So I've been really dealing with that and also trying to really realize, okay, does like, what do you want out of parenting. You know, do you want to be on your phone all the time? Do you really want to, you know, is that really what your work is? All these things combined. And it's really made me reevaluate how often I'm on social media. What am I doing? What, what is my content, etc. And I think right now I'm just in this huge stage of like, who am I? What am I again? And I talked about this in a few episodes ago, but it still rings true. Like, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I? And I think that's why I feel like so random right now, like with my content, like some days it's fitness, some days it's my, like Maddox, some days it's 
mom stuff. Some days it's whatever, you know, I don't have like a niche and you know, maybe that's why I am just kind of stuck where I'm at, you know, and just kind of building those deeper relationships with you guys. Cause I'm not really worried about keeping up with an aesthetic to like gain followers. I'd rather grow my relationships, you know? So having the two kids and going through postpartum so closely back to back, I think is what kind of sucks. Our ideal situation was that we were going to start trying for baby number two this fall, meaning fall of 22. That was our, that was our like idea. We wanted Maddox to be two. Here we are. (laughs) Um, so that was like, that was the ideal situation. And now being in the brunt of it, this is the, this is like the hardest part is like dealing with a two-year-old and a baby because there's such a language barrier. Maddox is finally like, he's doing sentences. He's talking to us. He's letting us know what he needs help with. He's, if he's sad, he pretty much can tell us why and what's going on. But the first initial months, or even at the end of my pregnancy, when, you know, I'm huge and it's hard for me to help, there was a difficulty knowing what's going on. So having that has made it a little bit easier. But I think if there's one thing that I would say to anyone wanting multiples, it's like being aware of the age gap because it's just going to be harder the closer they are together, which I think that's pretty fucking straight up. Like, I don't think that's a question, right? It's like, no shit, they're going to be harder, closer together for the most part. So I think that there's like positives and negatives. The positive is that you like bang it out. The negative is like, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of scared of what my body's going to do here in the next year. As I like stop breastfeeding, as I, you know, do all these things, I'm like, how am I going to, how am I going to go through postpartum basically for two babies in one period? So like I bounced right from postpartum with Maddox right into being pregnant again. So I didn't even do, bro, I barely had a postpartum. Like, I feel like if you're still breastfeeding, you still have a fucking shitload of hormones to go through and navigate through. I literally went from breastfeeding to being pregnant while still breastfeeding. So it's like, I didn't have that like flush of hormones because all they did was resurge again when I found out I was pregnant. Makes sense? Like, are you following? So I didn't even really get to heal. Like they recommend having at least 18 months between children, optimally, optimal. Obviously it doesn't mean you're going to like die if you have them, you know, sooner than that. And I know people who've had them even sooner. Holy shit. I had a a friend on um, Instagram, shout out to Hannah. And she texted me. She was six months. She was sick. This bitch was six months postpartum pregnant again. Shout out to her, a fucking warrior, you know? And so my point is I'm scared kind of, you know, what, where am I going to be in a year when I'm done breastfeeding and actually done having kids for a while? (laughs) Should we go there? You know what? I'm going to tell you guys just because you're my podcast game. And did I just say gang? You're my pod. Did I say game or gang? I don't know what was just said. I think I got nervous because I'm going to tell you guys a secret. So Wyatt canceled his vasectomy. <laughs> it was a joint decision. It was a joint decision. Okay. I just like, don't know if I'm done. Yeah, I really don't. That's my big secret right now. As hard as this is, 
as hard as parenting is, as hard as, as hard as losing yourself is sometimes, it is the most beautiful experience ever. And when I look around at the boys, I just don't know if I'm done. So, so I guess that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying I want another in this moment. Yes. <laughs> in this time of my life. Yes. I know I want another. Could that change by a year postpartum? Could, could this change in two fucking years when I'm celebrating Archie's or let's even say Maddox's fourth birthday. That's crazy to even say out loud. I could be at peace, but there is so much going on in my mind right now. So much that I'm mourning so much that I feel that I just don't know if I'm done. You know, when, when Katie Hearn announced her pregnancy, I had already been in a puddle of tears, um, that past week from just like not only stress, but just sadness, knowing that I wasn't going to have another baby. I was packing up Archie's newborn stuff already. And you know, it was like, I was putting on a new size diaper on him and all these things combined. Just, I broke down two days later. I find out Katie Hearn's pregnant again, which, you know, I say her cause we all know her. A lot of my other friends have gotten pregnant recently. And I'm like, man, I just, I don't yearn for that announcement. That's not the thing I yearn for to complete my family. And I, I just can't confidently say I look at both boys and feel complete, you know, they are my everything. I'm not saying they don't complete me. I'm saying that I don't think we're complete. You know, Wyatt was an only child. I had two other siblings, one very removed, you know, poor Ty. But my idea would be like, you know, what, what happens when Maddox goes off to preschool or kindergarten or whatever it might be. And then I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I only have Archie for another year or two. And then I'm done. You know, I, I, what is life? What is the meaning of life? I personally feel in my soul, my meaning of life is to have a family and to work my ass off to provide for them and work my ass off right now so that when we're all at the age where we can enjoy it, I can take that step back minimally, you know, and enjoy my life in a different way. You know, I've worked my ass off so I can be in the position I'm at even right now. Sleepless nights. I mean, I, I don't even think anyone will ever understand the amount of fucking work I put in to do what I do right now. The amount of things I've had to figure out, navigate, do myself. And that's why I do it is for, I did it for my future family. And now I'm living in that future family. And so I think, you know, man, is life really just about popping out too? And then being, you know, self-absorbed and wanting my body back? Yes. I think we're all allowed to say that, especially postpartum. We are all allowed to be like, oh my God, I just want me back. Wyatt and I, you know, I want us back, but we haven't had us because we had two kids back to back. What happens when you have a little bit of, you know, a few years age gap and you look at each other and you go, yeah, we can do that again. We can go through that battle again. But when you go to war two times back to back postpartum, it is very hard on a marriage. When people say, oh, baby, will fix it. Hell fucking no, dude. A baby will ruin a relationship if you let it. It really will. And I say that in not in a way where it's like, oh my God, my marriage sucks. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just being honest. I don't think enough people really say, yeah, dude, um, this, you know, postpartum's hard on a marriage. I think we all joke about it. 
Um, and you know, Wyatt is the best dad ever. He's an amazing husband. He has had so much grace for me because we know what's on that other side. But on those days that are hard where I'm moody, I'm grumpy, or even he's moody and he's grumpy because I'm grumpy and you know, whatever I'm tired and he wants to cuddle. I'm touched out all these things. It's when you look at each other, you're like, yeah, we're fucking done having kids. I want to be able to enjoy this life with you again. But I think when we, when we sit down, we have a break for like two to three years and we look at each other, the kids are about to go to school and we're like, damn, do you want to do it one more time? I think the thing is we want the option. And I know that vasectomies are, you know, deemed reversible, et cetera, but it just didn't feel right to undergo something like that when we're not, when our heart isn't there. Going through the trauma of Maddox and Archie in that moment, it was like fucking snip him. I don't ever want to do this ever again. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to worry. I don't want to, all these things. But after overcoming it and still working through it and healing from it, even to this day, I can see where I could do it again. And I have so much strength and I have so much faith in my plan that I think my, if I was able to carry another child, I think it would be the best fucking experience I've ever had. I mean, come on, dude. It's my third, third time's a charm, right? Like, come on. I feel like at that point I get to have like a fucking laptop and an iPad in front of me. That's like design your baby. Like you've, you've deserved it. You've earned it. Pick out exactly what you want. You will have no problems. Like, I feel like I deserve that moment. Right? So that's kind of like where we're at there. And so 202 might be a bitch, but I got through it. Two kids might be hard but I got through it. And I think if, if we can in the next few years financially get to the point of having one more, then we would be done. And like I said, in another year, I might get done breastfeeding even two years from now. And I'm like, dude, yeah, not doing that again. But I really want to take this time to educate myself further on my body, learn my body again, heal my body again, learn my cycle, learn my ovulation, learn about my different discharge during the months. I want to track my own cycle holistically, so to speak. You know, I want to, I want to learn myself more. And I've been so out of touch for that with that for almost three years now, dude, I've had two periods. I've had two periods since 2019. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I need to learn myself. So that's kind of like our plan. And I think a lot of it, when it comes down to also multiple kids is kids is nowadays, especially it is financial. It is. And you are 100% allowed to make whatever decision you want. And it's sad to me too, that sometimes we have to make certain decisions based off of finances. You know, there's so many people out there that would be the best moms ever to multiple children. They would raise, they would raise powerhouses, but financially they can't afford to have a third or a fourth or whatever it might be, you know? And I get that. So it's, it's really sad to me though, you know, those situations and how our economy dictates that right now. And so my heart is with those people who are maybe going through that situation right now and that decision, but that's my secret. And I think that motherhood, although the beginning is so rough, I can only imagine how it'll feel in a couple years. You know, when you get that little bit of freedom back at the end of the day, you're never free. You aren't, you're a fucking prisoner to your kids forever, but you want to be you want to be, I want Maddox and Archie to call me 
and ask me for help. I want Maddox and Archie to want to hang out with me. I want them to want to cuddle me and have movie nights together. And you know, if they're going anywhere, they're like, Hey, my mom can drive us. Like I want to be that parent. I want to be the cool one that can transport the friends everywhere. I want to be the one that Maddox can come to me and be like, Hey mom, like what's weed? You know, what's, what's alcohol? What is it? I want to be the educator. I want to feel, I want to make my kids feel comfortable. And I think when you think about raising the next generation, I want to do that because I, I want to do it right. And I know I can raise good humans and we need more people like me, like you listening who can do that for the net, for, for the world. Do you know what I mean? And like, so it almost feels like a mission in a, in a non weird way. Um, and I know that like, once I became a mom, that's what I was meant to be. You know, like I'm a fucking good mom. I'm going to flex. You deserve to flex too. If you're listening to your mom, you're a fucking good mom, dude. Miss Rachel's on a couple hours a day. Who the fuck cares? Bluey's on for a minute. Who cares? You're still a great mom. Chicken nuggets for lunch. Fuck it. You're a great mom. Later bedtime. TV screen before bed, you're a great mom. Forgot to brush their teeth, you're still a great mom. Wearing the same pajamas, you're still a great mom. Had a wet diaper for a couple hours, you forgot to change them, you're still a great mom. And we need more great moms to help raise more great kids. You know, and so I think that's why like I I couldn't imagine not having another, like meaning even two. When I look at Maddox right now, we were at the park even today for his birthday and Archie was in his bassinet. So I stepped away and I pushed Maddox for a second and uh, Wyatt was standing next to Maddox. And so for a moment, like Archie was like out of my vision, like peripherally on my left to where like, if I look straight ahead, he wasn't there. And it just looked like Maddox, me and Wyatt. And I looked at Maddox in that moment and I was like, man, I couldn't picture you an only child. And I think again, hey, everyone has their reasons. Everyone is allowed their own say over their own body. I'm just sharing my experience. I know hearing about Wyatt being only child and him being so sad that he was, I'm so grateful that I was able to give that gift to Maddox. I know how much I love my sister. I couldn't imagine life without my sister. And I'm so grateful my mom went through that to have two kids 15 months apart and did that for me. So do I recommend two, two under two? Hmm. It's not for the faint hearted. Let me tell you that. If you want them out of the way, go for it. I would have given myself a few more months. However, do I regret it? Obviously not. Do I regret having two? Hell fucking no. Hell No. When I get to rock Maddox to bed at night and we're reading books and Archie's on my left leg and Maddox is on my right, there's not one inch of my soul that goes, ah, I wish it was only one of them. Never. If anything, I'm like, put another fucking one in the middle. Let's just round her out. You know what I'm saying? Let's just load it all up. And so I think that, yes, it's hard. Mentally, it's hard. But you know what's hard is postpartum. Postpartum makes it harder. You're also going through such a shift in yourself while keeping two babies alive. That's a lot. If we came out, if we gave birth and we just like went back to normal after, like I'm talking 100% pre-pregnancy, pre 
pre-ever normal, you would be like, fuck yeah, give me 10 babies. Like I'm good. But when you think about going through possible postpartum depression, you have stitches, maybe you have stitches, maybe you have a tear, maybe you had a C-section, whatever. So you're going through all this stuff while caring for two babies. Yeah. You want to, you want to, you know, take a dirt nap some days, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you make it through and you wake up and you do the same fucking thing the next day and the next day and the next day, but you wouldn't want it any other way. You wouldn't. So if you're thinking about having multiples, just know you can do it. I know it's scary, dude. I remember the last few weeks leading up to having birth to Archie. I was like, holy shit, can I really do two? How am I going to do two? How am I going to do it? But it's just like anything. You fucking, you just do it. Because you don't have a goddamn choice. But you do it. I Like I promise you. That's, that's all I can say is like, you just do it. And I'm very grateful for my support system. Again, I'm, I'm not naive to the idea and the fact that I have people to support me. I have an amazing mom who would drive 30, 40 minutes to help me. I have an amazing sister who's, a, you know, down the road who will help me if I need it. I have a great husband. I have great in-laws. I have great family members, even like extended family. I'm not naive. It does take a village and some people sadly don't have a village and it breaks my heart. But if you're holding yourself back due to just the pure fact of like, could I do it like myself? Meaning like me as a person, can I be a mom of two? Absolutely you can. But it also comes down to a personal choice. And I think we also need to value plenty of people who don't want multiples or don't want kids. Fucking go off go off, bitch. That is totally you. That is your body. That is your choice. That is, that is 100% okay. I just wanted to share my experience as a new mom of two, knowing that I have a lot of people following me who might still be pregnant or have also just given birth, all these things combined. And I think the loss of identity will come back. It's just a lot of navigating. And I think right now with what I do on social media, in how my postpartum journey goes versus someone who is not on social media and has to broadcast it. And again, my choice, my fucking choice. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying, I think that like, I, I would have a even totally different experience if I, if I kept to myself, you know, like if I didn't do what I do for a living online, my whole, my whole postpartum experience would also be very different. You know what I mean? So like I wouldn't have, to record a ton of content or do try on hauls or do, you know, like my day would look different, right? If I was just a stay at home mom, or if I went to work and came back, it would also be a different experience. So, you know, I'm not telling, oh yeah, does says have to go for it. (laughs) Definitely evaluate your situation, but hindsight of like just mom to mom. Yes, you can. You know what I mean? You can, and you navigate it and you get through it. And I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, that's my big, that was like a roundabout way of saying like, I'm probably going to have another one. And I know I was like, I I do just want to disclaim, bitch. I know I said I was against it. (laughs) I am very aware of that. Um, You can for sure call me out on that. You said you were done. Yep, bitch. I absolutely know I said that. 
But when you go through what I went through, which a lot of you respectfully never will, I don't think many of you will have the same outcome as I did in my two experiences, in the the different traumatic experiences I had. So when you go through those two and you come out and you, you're looking at true, you're looking at two true, strong fucking warriors, literal miracle babies. You're looking at two of them and you're like, fuck yeah, my body still did that. That is fucking amazing. I kind of want to do it again. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to is when the, when all those emotions fade, when Archie came on my chest and was healthy and, you know, we do have his appointment coming up on um, the 22nd, but when he came out and we pass a few months and I'm like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. White and I are looking at each other. We're doing this. We're crushing it he was the one that was like, I'm kind of worried about doing this vasectomy after he had told me, Des, I'm done. Like I was begging him, dude. I was like, please don't do it. Like, I think I want another baby. And he's like, no, no, no. And I honored that. I'm like, you know what? I'm talking out of my ass right now. I'm a little hormonal, but then he started coming around to it too. And that's when we just decided it's just not the need to make a decision right now in the thick of it. In the thick of those traumatic experiences, you're like, fuck that. I am done. Snip it. I don't even want to look at your penis. I never want it in me. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to, nothing. But now after seeing these two warrior babies and what I was still able to do in the strong ass fucking mom that I am, it's like, I just don't feel complete. I just don't right now. Will I in two years? Will I, when I'm done breastfeeding and I look at both my boys and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, we got strong, two bo- two strong boys. Fuck yeah. All right. Wrap it up. Maybe I will, but I think it's just right now. I can't make that decision. I think that what, what it's come down, what it comes down to, you know, let, let me take a minute. Let me soak in this experience. Let me get through this. Let me heal from this. And then we can decide, but I think to jump the gun just does, it just doesn't feel right. So cancel me cancel me for being fake. I'm fake. I'm fake because I actually, you know, might want another kid. Might actually want to raise another great fucking human. Go to my iPad and pick out what I want, you know, (laughs) but I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode again. Kind of just catching up. You know, I just wanted to chat about that, especially after the crazy few weeks I've had and just kind of undergoing that emotional toll that I was at. It was like, you know what? It's let's talk about this. Like, how am I feeling now? And I think postpartum, you know, you're always going to have, you're always going to have those emotions surface. You're going to have those bad days, all that combined. Like, I don't think I'm in a spot where it's like, oh my gosh, does this falling off a rock? Or it's like, no, like I'm good. Um, it's just remembering to honor those emotions. And again, I, I appreciate you guys letting me do that. So if you could please share this with someone, please, um, please share this with a friend, please share this with a, a, I was going to say colleague, like, are you really friends with your colleagues? You know what I'm saying? But, um, let me know if you guys have any questions again, I'm always available to like in my email, you can email me at desbefit at Gmail. Let me know. You listen, let me know what you think. Let me know if you were also a victim of second guessing a vasectomy or tubes tied or anything like that. I hope you guys have a great day and we will chat next week.